Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to episode 69 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about race day rituals. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational and let the marathon running podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond hey runners and hey co-host how's it going good how are you i'm doing good it's saturday so that's always fun because i don't have to work you already ran probably i did you didn't even notice i was gone i did notice <laughs> so Letty, what are you excited about? I'm excited about closing off or closing out this training cycle because the Berlin Marathon is in two weeks from tomorrow. Two weeks from tomorrow. You yep. get nervous yet? I'm only nervous because I feel like my foot's falling apart. Um, I don't know what's going on with it, but I know it's overuse. I've been running 80 mile weeks for a while now. And so it's just kind of creeping up slowly. So I feel like... I might have a couple of long hard runs left in me and I kind of want to save them for the Berlin Marathon before everything falls apart. <laughs> so what are you going to talk about today? So today we're going to talk about race day rituals. Seems fitting. It is because everybody has their fall marathons coming up. So we're going to talk about rituals. And first to get started with that, I wanted to talk about what a ritual is by definition. And a ritual is an act or a series of acts regularly repeated in a set, precise manner. So, and that's according to a Merriam-Webster dictionary. Interesting. Yeah. So it's different from a routine because a routine is more like, you know, you set out your clothes at nighttime to make it easy for you in the morning to find them and, and, and enable you to do your run, for example. Whereas a ritual is a way of, you know, you put your socks out first and then you put the shorts out and you put it in a different type of order. And it also shouldn't surprise you that a lot of runners have race day rituals because a lot of a lot of runners are type A people, nitpicky and a little bit obsessed with their runs. Yeah, I always see people like in marathons doing, you know, warm up runs or running a back and forth or doing kind of weird things. I mean, you always see that, you know, one or two people doing that at least. Yeah, and, and there's some other ones even before the marathon. A few examples of people doing type A stuff, running watches, when people upload their data to Strava, they never finish at 9.9, 9.97. It always has to be 10. So if you see runners, they always run past their car and back to the car. And um, so um, another couple of things that runners do is when they have workouts and they do a progression run, for example, which means you start at a slower pace and you work your way down, then, you know, if you accidentally go up again in your progression, that really irritates us. <laughs> or when a spectator has a sign up and there's a typo on the sign. You're probably correct that there'll be more type A personalities in running than the general population as a whole. But 
I wonder if that's actually true. I mean, you, you may have noticed the type A personalities more so. Yeah, we got to research it. So back to um, rituals. So we're going to actually talk about the psychology behind those rituals and how they can actually help you. So we're going to talk about the psychology behind those rituals. And then I'm also going to talk about some of the rituals with a friend of mine, Sarah, that came on and talked to me about the rituals, things that she does. And then we also asked the running community about some of the rituals that they do. So you want to hop into the psychology of the rituals? Because I have some data for you. Yeah. All right. So first question, why do we even have rituals? So according to Kelsey Griffith, who is a performance enhancement and rehab specialist at the McKaylee Center, she says, the idea is to pair certain thoughts and behaviors with the anticipated performance in order to elevate nerves and establish focus. They help the athlete get into the right headspace to go out and perform optimally. So we're talking about headspace and improved performance. So if you think about it, even like in the ancient books, you know, rituals were always something that were done to improve performance. Even if there were religious rituals that people did, they did them in order to have a better outcome at whatever thing they were trying to do. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I almost think of it too as like it's potentially like a calming effect. You know, you know, I played volleyball or so tournaments and stuff. But you like if you do the ritual, it's kind of something easy. It goes well, so they kind of build your confidence. You know, like it could be something simple. Kind of feel that little confidence. Kind of get in the comfort level or get in the comfort zone, and and then you can go do the thing that you're you're used to doing. But it's like a preparation. Yeah, so when we do stuff over and over, there we always get better at it, right? I mean, you you saw that in medical school when you started studying for all those board exams and me with law school. So, another reason to another reason why we have rituals is the control fact of it. Because the marathon is a beast. There's so much that we can't control. We can't control the weather, flare-ups, um GI distress, and sometimes, you know, the course. And so having those rituals and having a certain way of laying out your clothes or what you're eating, those regimen, they help us because we feel like at least we're controlling something of this whole event. I guess that, that kind of goes with like what I was saying, you know, saying comfort, but it's the same type of thing. Like you have comfort, you have some type of calming effect because you're in control. So if we have control, then we feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Nick Hobson, a PhD, a behavioral scientist and expert on rituals. And he says that we think if we fail to do the ritual properly, all sorts of disastrous outcomes will follow. And if you do complete the ritual correctly, you're satisfying a deep need for certainty and predictability, he says. Yeah, so, that's cool. That's a more elegant way of saying it. But yeah, predictability, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So we also feel at ease and that decreases our anxiety. There's a study from 2016 published in the journal Organizational Behavior and Human Decision Process, and researchers found that rituals consistently decreased anxiety, which they determined by the study subject's words and also by psychological evidence, which is their heart rate. I think um, when you're in that time period before you start the event type of thing, then your mind has a ability to wander or just to think. Whereas I think as a lot of people say in sports or other stuff, a lot of times we do it because it kind of gets our mind away from other things. So when you're actually participating, you can kind of just be in the moment and not 
be thinking as much, but when you're in that phase before you start, your mind has a chance to wander or worry or build anxiety and things like that. So that's interesting. So it's almost maybe a way of starting early in an event, in a sense, in a comforting way too, or in a predictable way that gives a calming effect. So you're doing a routine that you know you're going to be successful at like 99% of the chance or 99% of the times. You're getting yourself into that headspace where you are no longer building anxiety and dwelling over little things. And then you're getting yourself ready for the run. It's interesting. It's kind of cool, huh? So one last thing about rituals, um, another reason to have rituals and how they can help us is because of the accountability and motivational factor. So a lot of us, for example, we have something that we call flat runner, which means uh, there's a flat letty. If I have a race tomorrow and I lay my shirt out, I put my bib on top of it, I put my shorts down, my shoes next to it, my sunglasses, almost looking at, look, making it look like I laid a person flat on the floor. Um, and that's why they call it flat runner, flat letty. And um, doing that, we post that stuff on social media and it makes us feel ready and motivated because we're putting it out there. We're putting out there that we're running that race and that we're ready for it. And that also helps inspire not just the community, but also yourself. That's neat. I, it's a neat way to prepare or to kind of make sure you don't you know, forget anything. Yeah. And that on top of it too, because in that way, when you wake up in the morning, you know, everything is already laid out for you. Yeah. So, Letty, what is your favorite ritual? So, I guess, hmm, I guess my favorite ritual is to go to the expo before the marathon. And I know that you have a requirement, though, too, right? (laughs) You kind of have to go. But it's still my favorite ritual. I guess it could be. So, because it's part of my day, I try to go at noon every time because right after the expo, I want to continue with my other rituals. So, I go around noon. And I pick up the bib first and then I walk around and see if they have any cool um, events going on. If there's any famous runners, you know, the big ones, the big marathons have speakers and stuff like that. So I do that. I also like people watching at the expos because it just gets me in that right headspace of, okay, tomorrow is a big day. There's a race. There's all these people traveling internationally for it. And it really just makes me happy to to go I don't even like the shopping that much, but I just want to see what swag is out there and just, you know, try some of the expo foods because you're carb loading anyway. So you might as well, you know, get a little extra cliff bar in there, here and there. And uh, yeah, so that's my favorite one. Yeah, you're more extrovert anyway. So you kind of thrive on attention and other people. So what are your other rituals now? So then after the expo ritual part, I have dinner but my dinner is really early i like to eat around 2 or 3 p.m because is that really dinner or is that kind of like liner well that is my liner <laughs> i like liner that is my dinner because i feel like i have a very slow digestive system i know it's a little bit early on that topic though i do have some expertise in that because we do a lot of gastric emptying studies or you know small bowel studies where we track the food through the stomach Wait, for those of you that don't know, Ryan is a medical doctor and he's a radiologist that does a lot of imaging. Anyway, so point was, is like, if you do a dinner at three o'clock, it's going to be far digested by the time you wake up the next morning, unless you have some issues. So when is the ideal time to have a meal 
if you want to use that meal or whatever that fuel out of that meal for your race. Yeah, your body is constantly using food, and you're like we've talked in other podcasts, like you have glycogen storages and stuff like that, and you want to you want to keep those up. So yeah, I mean, you could theoretically eat all the way through, but you want to get sleep when you're in that period of time. You want to continue um, to eat, but you want to probably th- eat things that your body's used to and consistent with so that that way you don't have any GI issues while you're running. Well, here's the raw reality of why we try to eat and time our eating. It's basically because we want to have a bowel movement in the morning. So if I feel like if I eat too late, then I'm not going to be able to go to the bathroom in the morning. So I feel like if I run, I mean, if I eat at 3 p.m., then I will for sure have one in the morning. It's your food rituals for GI health. Uh, <laughs> so is that true or is that too um, late? No, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of it does have to do with, um, men, you know, mentality too. So, I mean, your, your body is pretty, or your mind's pretty powerful in a lot of ways too. So, um, you could probably, it probably, it probably eases your mind. You know, you keep something, like you say, it's a ritual, something consistent and it, and it calms your mind. And so it probably works in multiple ways. Okay. So, all right, so then I have my dinner at 3 p.m., which consists mostly of Chinese food and pizza. <laughs> yeah, that seems like awful, but anyway, if it works for you. I get my bowel movement in the morning and I'm happy. <laughs> so do you have any rituals before going to the uh, expo? So the expo kicks it off, then there's the dinner. Then I usually just go and chill at my own hotel room because... Usually I'm traveling solo these days because we've got kids and we don't want to drag them around across the country just for mommy's race day. So I actually enjoy staying at the hotel room and not doing anything um, more than I ever thought I would. As much as I'm extroverted, I just sit and chill and watch some shows. And then, you know, when it gets later, I snack on some yogurts, that kind of stuff. I lay out flat letty, which we already talked about. And then right before I go to sleep, I have another fun ritual, which is I have a summary of the book Endure by Alex Hutchinson, which is my favorite running psychology book. Do you get like paid for every book sold? Because <laughs> <laughs> I do talk <laughs> about like it a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so for the new listeners that don't know that book, go get the book. This is not sponsored. So this book is a collection of short stories that all have a lesson um, and they all kind of teach us how our mind is more powerful and that basically we would be able to endure more, but our mind gives up first. So it's running psychology and um, it's just a summary capsule is what I read to, again, keep me in that mindset that tomorrow, the next day, when I'm tired, when I'm running, I keep telling myself, look, this is just all in your head. Your body can do more. Good motivation. So what's next? Anything else? Oh, yeah, you still, you're still not even in the day of the marathon yet. So Oh, that's it. I mean, then basically breakfast, I try to have the same breakfast, but I haven't figured out what that is yet. So it still always varies. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's coffee. The same variable breakfast. The same variable breakfast where I try to tell myself I have a breakfast, but I don't. Um, so it's coffee, a little bit of a banana, and that's it. And then I go run. So that's it for um, for my rituals. Nothing during the race? No. What about finish? Um, no, because it doesn't matter anymore. My goal is the race. So now you've relaxed. Your mind's done. You don't need that calming effect or you don't need the consistency. 
I don't I don't feel like I need anything after the race. Um for me the race starts the day before and everything I can control happens before I am at the starting line and then once I start running, you know, I have my training that I rely on which has been a ritual of its own as you know. And I just do it as best as I can and then when I finish, I mean, I'm just happy there's there's no winding down and and getting medals and great for me or anything like that. I'm just done done running. I bet you a lot of people still have like post-race rituals. It'd be interesting to hear what some of those are. Yeah, I should have asked about those. But, um, you know, what we asked our listeners was just the marathon rituals. I don't think anybody mentioned anything for afterwards. Uh, Okay, maybe it's just me. Yeah. So now we're going to switch over and hear from our friend Sarah and see what type of rituals she has. And then me and her are also going to discuss the rituals of our running community. So you ready for that? Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm here with Sarah Kane. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure, Letty. I can't wait to share our fun race day ritual topics. Yes. So Sarah, we're 20 days away from our races, which both happen to be on September 26th. So at the time of this recording, we've got just a little bit less than three weeks to go. Are you ready for yours? How's your training going? I feel really good with my training. Actually, this upcoming week is my last kind of peak week. Next week, I start to um, taper a little bit and then it's race week. So I'm really excited to have a really strong week this week and I'm feeling good. This is the highest mileage I've ever logged training for a half marathon. So I'm excited to see what happens. So today's episode, we wanted to talk about our race day rituals. Yes, definitely. I think this is going to be a very fun episode, given that all runners are, we're pretty much people of routines and want to have everything on point. So I think we'll all get some laughs out of this episode. All right, Sarah. So how does your day go on the day before the marathon? What do you do? So I'm going to talk about what I do or what I will do for my upcoming half marathon, which is a local race. And so because it is local, I will be able to sleep in my own bed. Um, and so what I do for that race is go to the expo usually around like midday, um, so that I make sure that I'm not like going last minute that I you know pick up my big bib there. And then I can just make sure I check that kind of off my list. And then for the rest of the day, I usually just kind of veg out. I'll like watch TV Uh, This year in particular, I'm actually going to be going to a pasta dinner the night before. Usually I cook my own dinner and um, then I try to get to bed early-ish, though I guess that's kind of relative depending on what you normally go to bed, but I'll try to, you know, make sure I'm, I've laid out my race gear. I do a flat Sarah as well. Um, Make sure everything is together. I pin my bib on my shirt and lay out, make sure that my watch is charged, that um, I, I'm kind of particular about what clothes I wear for the race. I mean, a tip is to never wear new clothing uh, that you haven't run in before because you don't know whether or not it will chafe your body or if it's too heavy to wear during race day. So wear clothes that you've worn before. So I have like particular, I, I like two-in-one shorts. So they're like um, spandex underneath and then like a another layer of like, I don't even know the material on top. Anyway, so I, I line up those shorts, I lay out my flat Sarah, 
make sure everything is charged that needs to be charged. And um, yeah, that's just try to get to bed at a good hour. Um, also understanding that at least for me, I don't usually sleep great the night before a race, but that most runners don't, it's almost the two nights before a race that is what the most helpful is. But anyway, so yeah, my day before usually includes going to an expo, um, eating pasta, though one, one year I had a PR and I had a Wegman sub the day before. So maybe I should do that more often. Anyone who was in New York or the Northeast knows about Wegmans. Um, I had Wegmans sub and like ice cream. And I was like, Hmm, this was, <laughs> I got my last <laughs> PR. So, um, maybe that's what I should do this year. I don't know, but usually it's pasta. Uh, and then I, yeah, I lay out my clothes and just kind of veg low key R and R. And I feel like most runners should do that. Yeah. All right, Sarah. So tell me about your morning routine. What do you do before your race? So the morning of my race, I usually try to wake up about at least two hours before the start of the race. So for my local race, for example, it starts at eight. So I, I usually wake up around six and I eat first thing so that my body has time to digest. And usually what I eat is I make a, a shake and I put a, a banana in it with almond milk. And so I found that shakes are a little more easily digestible for my body, but I also need to incorporate some carbs. I like to eat oatmeal, but sometimes it doesn't always agree with my stomach. So I'm still kind of playing around with my nutrition too. But I think I found kind of when I prepare fueling for my long run, that if I at least eat the food well enough in advance and I can go to the bathroom, then the run goes fine. So after I eat my breakfast, then I actually, a race day ritual that's very particular to a race only is I French braid my own hair. I do two braids and I've always done this from like my very first 5k over 10 years ago, I French braided my hair. And so I feel like that's one of my, besides the particular shorts that I wear, French braiding my hair is kind of a race day thing that I do. And I usually do it the morning of, it doesn't take me very long, but I'm already up takes me about 10 minutes to do it. And, um, so that's one of my race day things. It kind of puts me in that mindset, like, okay, this day is different than just a normal long run. Um, and then I get dressed and I head out the door and I try to get to the race start about an hour beforehand. Um, and that's mostly just to stand in line for the bathroom <laughs> so <laughs> that I can like go again before the race starts. So if all goes well, I have like student line, gone to the bathroom, and then about a half an hour before the race, I'll just make sure like I'll go back to my car and like take off any layers that I may have been wearing, like an extra jacket or something, and drop off like anything else I extra been carrying around, like a water bottle. I tend to, I have a pre-workout that I drink before race, so I don't like coffee, but it has caffeine in it. And so caffeine's been a proven um, been proven to help improve race performance. So I have my pre-workout and, um, then one of the things I got to make sure I do for this particular race is again, trying to improve my fueling is have like two gels about 15 minutes before, or like, like, um, I've been using the honey stinger gels 
And so like have two of those tablets about 15 minutes before the race, um, maybe do yeah a little warm up, some drills and strides, um, line up at the start line with like about 10 minutes to go and still kind of moving around, get my heart rate up. And, um, cause a half marathon, you don't have as long to warm up. So I got to make sure that I'm kind of warm going into the start of the race. Um, so about 10 minutes to go, I line up and, uh, kind of just try to get in my own little zone and, uh, be race day ready. So that's, that's my routine. I like it. I like the whole idea that you have about the uh, braiding of the hair. And I've actually heard about that, um, that there was a lady that would do it and travel from expo to expo to braid runner's hair. So that's really cool. I bet, you know, every runner has their own routine. And we asked this question in our Facebook group, Running with Friends community, and we got some really interesting answers. Can you share what some of those were? Yes, for sure. So the running with friends community, if anyone wants to join it, it's on Facebook. And from that group, Emma Smith says, where possible, I take my sleeping bag. I get there nice and early register and have a pre-race nap in my car. Yeah. I don't know if I would be able to sleep in my car. But again, it's all about that routine, even if she just lays and relaxes. And she sent a photo with it. So it actually looked really cozy. It didn't look like it would look like in my car. She actually has some space in her car. Yes. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, maybe that impacts it too. Yep. Yeah. So Scott Sweck says, I put mashed potatoes all over my face and body, but that's a joke. (laughs) In reality, he says he prays for his body to cooperate between his stomach injuries and other injuries for about 30 minutes kind of like a pep talk to himself. And then he relaxes and stretches and sips on a lot of water. He also argues with himself occasionally about carrying too much stuff in his hands and whether it's worth it to do it or not. Interesting. I wonder what the results of those arguments are. Right. We should ask him. Yes. (laughs) All right. So Sarah Garth says, I never do this for normal runs, but on race day, I always put an extra contact lens in my pocket because I'm terrified one will fall out and I won't be able to see anything. Her prescription is negative 14, which is pretty strong. I've never had this happen, but the night before my first marathon, I had a nightmare where one of my contact lenses fell out, which is why I started doing this. Also, when she races, she says her boyfriend always wears his lucky boxer briefs, which have an octopus design on them. Um, because eight legs are better than two. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. (laughs) She says he wears his lucky underwear because she doesn't wear any under her shorts. (laughs) Which again, I think is a runner's preference too, especially for females on whether they wear any underwear under their shorts. All right. So from another Facebook group, we got some answers. Danny Elizabeth Lett says, after every race, I get pickleback shots with my dad as a first stop. Nayeli G says, wake up super early, drink coffee, poop before the race, lay out the full race gear, pack Tylenol and gels and stretch. I guess that's the strange part. Oh, I guess the poop is the strange part. It's not that strange, Nayeli. We've been talking about bowel movements (laughs) this whole episode. Yeah, definitely. That's one, a common topic for runners who try to do that before a race for sure. Yes. So then Steve Roberts says he eats a ton of Taco Bell. I'm sure that has to be a joke. 
Adam Beltran says, I eat a cheeseburger the day before the race, take a late shower and shave. And he usually doesn't shave for six weeks before the race. And then Tamara, Tamara Carter says, the ungodly amount of times I go to the bathroom and then still use the porta potty when I get there. That's all I can think of when it comes to my routines. Kind of shares that same with you. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like I go at home and then within an hour later, I'm like, I got to go again. I just want to make sure that I am fully empty before my two plus hour or my two hour race, whether it's a half or four hour race for a full. So. Right. Right. I don't want to be stopping along the course. <laughs> So then the last one is Brian Davison. He says he has to watch the spirit of the marathon before his races, at least the race part of the movie. It helps him get pumped up before the race. So That's, I can kind of relate to that one with, you know, the book that I read the night before. And spirit of the marathon was a movie we mentioned in our running movies episode um, that, that we did. Gosh that we did a couple months ago. Yes. That was a good movie too. I remember watching that. And I think that's a good idea, you know, again, trying to put yourself into the mindset of, of that race. If you want to, if, if you're trying to PR at least. So that was a lot of input from our communities. Um, there's one more that I wanted to mention, and I was kind of surprised that nobody mentioned it, but maybe it is not that common. I've seen, people using Sharpie and writing mantras on their arms. And I think that's just a really awesome idea just because it's right in front of your face when you're running. So I wanted to share with you that I found a company, I think it's called Reminder Band, and they make those silicone bracelets, kind of like, I don't know if you're too young to remember that, but when Lance Armstrong had these yellow Livestrong bracelets, so it's that type of bracelet that you can wear and you can have them personalized, put whatever mantra that you want on there in whatever color. And I think that's just kind of cool. I had that um, I had that for two of my races where I put the mantra that at the time was working for me on there. And when I was running, I was looking at it and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's definitely a good idea. You mentioned a bracelet that you wear. Does that have a mantra on it or does it hold any significant meaning? Well, that's kind of what I was talking about um, when I said bracelet. I guess it's more like an armband silicone type thing. And um, I used to have B in the mile on it because it would help me focus for each one of the 26 miles. Um, now I have one and it says focus and fly because focus that word just brings me back into okay stop dilly-dallying around and thinking about other things you're only going to be running for these three to four hours now so focus on what you're doing and then fly because it reminds me to be light on my toes and just you know just kind of fly along yeah those are great reminders i tend to write my split times on my hand like uh at the halfway mark of a half marathon, I'll write kind of what pace I want to be at and, or on a, a marathon at the 20 mile mark, I'll kind of write where, where I want to be. Um, so that I know, like, even if my miles fluctuate, if it e equals out or averages out to where I want to be at that point in the race, and it helps make me feel like I'm on track. Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. 
Yes, it was. And it was fun to hear what other people do compared to what I do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, to realize that we all as runners are a little bit crazy and whatever we do, there's somebody else doing it too. So it's not so bad. (laughs) And we're all obsessed with going to the bathroom before a race. Yes. (laughs) So Letty, this episode will come out shortly before our races. So I just want to wish you the best of luck in Berlin. And I can't wait to hear all about how it goes. Absolutely. And thank you. And same to you with your bridge run half marathon. I hope that all your training pays out and that you have a massive PR and feel good about how that day goes for you. Thank you. Yes. And we would love to hear from you and what your race day rituals are. You can connect with us on Instagram or in our Facebook community, running with friends community. All right, you guys, that was it. I hope you guys had some fun with this episode. And if you want to send us a message, let us know what your rituals are. We would greatly appreciate it. And until next time. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.